You're listening to Podcast BXN, a video game podcast delivering player experience news. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 169. Christian, <laughs> I am one of your hosts, oh, Daniel oh. Prindle, oh. aka Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I am joined over Discord by the Nintendo aficionado and artist extraordinaire Roshan Warner at Roro. Hello, happy birthday, Wind Waker, or belated birthday. It's either today 20 or years, man. Can yeah. you believe that? I can't. I'm getting me either. Getting old. You know what? Happy yes. belated birthday to to uh, Gage as well. Yeah, of course. Oh, Sagittarius. Yeah. And the host of Large Popcorn and video essayist Christian Macias at ISO Christian. How are we feeling today? We're feeling Pretty good. Nice. Feeling good. Yeah. How good? <laughs> so good. good. Oh yes. <laughs> Perfect, bro. Uh, we are without Gage this week, but he will return as always. Thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on youtube.com slash at podcast PXN and twitch.tv slash podcast PXN as well. The topic of the show this week, guys, is our Game Awards 2022 recap from last week. But first, the show always starts with the quick bites. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Guys, the first quick bite here. Let's munch on down on some quick bites. (laughs) A a live action movie based on My Hero Academia? I don't know. I probably butchered (laughs) that. Already. I'm sorry. Please, please correct. Academia. 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 Oh my gosh, that's terrible. (laughs) I screwed that up. Is in the works at Netflix, guys. How insane is this going to be? Live action? What? What is this? They're going to get Tom Holland to star. Oh god. That that as much as I don't want that, that kind of makes more sense than uh, than him as Nathan Drake for some reason. Him playing Deku. I don't know why uh, that makes more sense in my head. But yeah, this is going to be so, cert, uh, certainly something uh, interesting to watch, for sure. Will you be uh, watching Rogue? Because I will be. I will stay far away from this. <laughs> I probably won't watch it. I didn't finish the Cowboy Bebop live a- action one either. So I probably I might start it and just never finish it. But yeah, the, ne- the Netflix adaptations outside of The Witcher usually haven't been very good, especially the anime ones. So, not a super great track record. Record. Mm. You know what is a great track record, and who can run lots of tracks? Sonic and Sonic Frontiers has sold 2.5 million copies since launch. That's actually pretty. I feel like that's pretty good numbers. So like, Ro, what, what are you thinking about that? Are you optimistic about those numbers? Yeah, I I think that's that's great. I think I hope that means that's uh, Sonic Team sees that and it's just like okay they like this and they continue kind of with uh with this uh formula for sonic in for the next one which i think they were going to do regardless but i i hope this fills them with a little bit more motivation to kind of stick with this sort of style because i think they can really improve upon it and the next one could be really something special even more special than this one i like this one too heck yeah it's the turning point for pokemon and sonic <laughs> 
Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) But some turning points don't necessarily end up well. Like the PS4 and Xbox One versions of Hogwarts Legacy. Killing it with (laughs) segues today. Which have been delayed to April 4th, and the Switch version was announced to be coming July 25th. Uh, I don't think any of the three of us are too excited for this game, Uh, so this may be the wrong audience to point to, but uh, Mm. I know Glenn's there in the chat probably excited about this still. I saw the funniest tweet um, in res- I was going through that thread when yesterday, I think, is when they tweeted this, that it was delayed. Um, and so, somebody in there uh, said, do you have a personal grudge against Nintendo? Uh, what we do? Why do we always have to wait extra for games? I swear this game better be perfect or else. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Jeez, let's, let's relax a little bit. Come on. Nintendo has a grudge against against Nintendo. Yes, it's not, yeah. it's not uh, Hogwarts' fault. They're trying to make it happen. Hey, hey, hey. Oy. not good. That's not funny. Good. <laughs> it is funny, Ro. And you know what? I think I got a good laugh on this one. Apple is seemingly—I don't know how long I'm going to keep this up. <laughs> Apple is seemingly planning to allow alternative app stores on iOS, and uh, this comes uh, kind of in response to the new European Union requirements that are arriving in 2024 to kind of open up more compete stuff uh, with Apple and, and their closed off ecosystem. It's it's going to be interesting if this is going to only come to the EU or if this is going to be something that Apple adopts you know, worldwide because obviously Microsoft uh, had been on record wanting to do an Xbox mobile store on iOS or Android and this would, you know, be the first step to having something like that. So I don't know if that's going to happen, but uh, interesting nonetheless uh, to see what happens. And maybe it'll be the return of Fortnite to mobile in a like official capacity <laughs> because of this. Who knows? Yeah. But. I couldn't think of anything. Dang it. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you know what we do know? Well, thank you, Christian. That's beautiful. We do know that Amazon Prime Video has officially ordered the God of War series. So it is happening. We are, we're getting it. They liked the pilot, I'm assuming. And let's go full force. Let's do it. Or not pilot, whatever. I don't even know if they have a pilot, but they had probably not concept. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you want to give details on on. The actual uh, creators behind the show first, and then I'll, I'll we'll give thoughts. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we have the Wheel of Times. Raf Judkins will serve as showrunner and executive producer, while Mark Fergus and Hawk Ostby, who's worked on Iron Man and Children of Men, have boarded the series as writers and executive producers. And Corey Barlog will, of course, serve as executive producer. Um, which some of those names I know you pointed out, Christian, for one thing, which I'll let you talk about, but uh, I'm very excited because uh, they have some ties to The Expanse, and I'm sure Gage will be excited as well because the writing in that show is very good. They know they wrote some fantastic characters, so I'm, I'm optimistic for sure. There's a little bit of uh, powerhouse behind uh, the writing team for sure. You, I think you mentioned Wheel of Time, which uh, I mean, I, I haven't watched, but people people did 
really enjoy that. Children of Men is what I pointed to in our private chat. Uh, I do want to note that, like, I, I I said that with Children of Men with the the arrows saying, you know, go. But like, I want I, Mark Fergus. Like, I don't know how big. Primarily, Alfonso Cuarón, the director of the movie, also wrote that movie. Like, I don't know how big Mark's role was in that. So, I'll, like, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit hesitant there. But my my ultimate take, ultimate. Um, is that honestly, I think I'm a little bit tired of video game adaptations and they haven't even started yet. My, my, my weird kind of take is that, and this comes off our, another private conversation we were having and with like video game awards versus movie awards is that it's kind of weird that we laud video game as like an ultimate medium to kind of experience all these stories. And yet it feels like they don't really matter until they get adapted into other mediums like TV, like, you know, The Last of Us uh, or, or, or film. Um, and that's not to say like the game, <laughs> the games themselves aren't as good as movies. That is not what I'm saying at all. But it's uh, it's a little like invalidating it sometimes when I, when, I, when I look back and see how many like, oh, now everyone can experience this. And yeah, there, there's 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 power in that. I'm glad more audiences can experience god of war story and the last of us story but it's like also you know the original texts uh, themselves exist as well granted there's a barrier to entry you need to buy a console and you need to learn how to play games but still it's, it's like a little bit it's a little bit too much for me right now i don't like i don't know if i need a god of war adaptation in my life or at least at least not yet i i feel like it's i mean i guess god of war is kind of an old franchise but like, I feel like the reason we're getting this this adaptation is because of the popularity of 2018 and Ragnarok now. And they're kind of just like continuing that popularity with ad ad the adaptation of it. So I, I don't know. I, I get what you're saying, Christian, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Interesting. Yeah. You have that spot on, or like they're de like sp Sony specifically, they're targeting the franchises that they see still in very much in their portfolio that they're currently working on with Horizon and God of War and Last of Us. Like all those titles are all games that they're still actively developing or franchises. So they're definitely trying to steal some, some I don't know, gravitas from the movie and film or movie and film. That's the same thing, movie and TV industry. So. I don't know. It's just it's it's a little bit weird for me, like when people compare um, all these like Sony games to like movies, so to speak. Uh, they're so movie esque, and then they adapt them into movies. Like, well, was the, is the game not enough? Yeah, I think the issue will always be, in my opinion, the barrier to entry. Like you were referencing, yeah. the barrier to entry into games is that some people just don't want to play games, like they or they don't want to pick up a controller. Uh, I think that is one tricky part that the yeah. game industry has to deal with. And the business side of things, and maybe Sony's logic to all of this is like, oh, if people watch the show, maybe they will try the games and get them in that way. But yeah, that's, that that's may be fair. what they're, they're thinking too. Absolutely. I don't, I don't know if that's true, though, because if that were the case, we'd be reading uh, all kinds of books that were turned into movies. Yeah. True. Yeah, that's a good point. That and that's like another barrier to entry thing too, like where people just don't want to read. Yeah, me. <laughs> and and you're right, people. Okay, may, don't get me don't get me started on that row. <laughs> but like to your arguments, like people probably just don't want to play video games either. So to your point, like that's a, that's a good point. Like just because they're making a movie doesn't necessarily mean they're going to go back and play the game or enter the franchise because they enjoyed mm -hmm. the TV show. So yeah, that's a good point. Interesting, interesting. But maybe The Last of Us 
series on HBO <laughs> will get people excited about The Last of Us Part 3, guys, which is apparently in the works and our street meat item of the week. And here we are. Uh, this came from, I think, Christian, you sent this in the chat. Uh, Viewer Anon on Twitter, he says, well, I'm not watching anything, so Dr. Uckman's next game, and of course he's talking about Neil Druckmann, uh, is The Last of Us Part 3, which is currently in production at Naughty Dog. Um, I don't even know who this person is, but after reading his follow-up response, he said, I've seen a lot of, should we trust this person, from new people to the account. Uh, So various scoops I've had in the gaming adjacent space. I revealed a whole lot of The Last of Us show details, with Ashley Johnson being Anna, uh, and he was the first to mention the existence of Crash Bandicoot 4, etc. So I guess we should believe him. Yeah, Viewer Anon is a credible uh, Naughty Dog kind of uh, leaker. Obviously, green assault for everything when it comes to leaks. But uh, yeah. I mean, was this really expected? Or sorry, unexpected? Not necessarily for me. Like, The Last of Us is probably one of the Sony's more important franchises like it is up there in the upper echelon of of one critical reception but two also sales um so of course sony is going to be interested in doing a part three um but more importantly is that neil Druckmann said that uh, he had a story for part three when he finished part two and he was only going to tell that story if if he felt it was important to tell same way as part two um so it's not like they're doing it out of out of, out of money like they have a story that they want to tell and they're going to do it. I think what's more interesting for me is that I think Naughty Dog might be split into three teams, which is the most exciting for me because we have now this Last of Us three team that's in early pre-production, so it's probably a smaller team. We have the multiplayer team who is working on factions, multiplayer, and story. Um, and then we have the, you know, Maybe the third team who is hopefully working on new IP, which is the rumored sci-fi slash fantasy game. So uh, pretty cool stuff coming out of uh, Naughty Dog in the future, if it's all true. Man, I don't know about you guys, but I'm thinking that new IP is at least five or six years away. Like, that's what I think you see it. I think you get a tease next year. You think so? Wow! I thought it was. I thought. I thought the tease was going to be this year. It for sure next year. Wow! That better be in your predictions at the beginning of the year. <laughs> I'll I'll do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah! All right. Well, let's move into the PXN news of the week. I've got just one item this week to try to keep it short and simple for our because we had a big topic of the show. Uh. The FTC <laughs> is suing Microsoft to block their acti- acquisition of Activision Blizzard, guys. And this has been in the news a lot. Of course, we've talked about it a lot, but now it is official that the FTC is suing Microsoft to make sure that this, or to try to make sure this acquisition doesn't take place. Uh, it's interesting. Um, so, just to kind of go over a few things uh, in regards to this, um, the FTC. Uh, is arguing that the acquisition would enable Microsoft to suppress competitors to its Xbox gaming consoles and its rapidly growing subscription content and cloud gaming business. Um, One of the interesting parts is uh, the FTC had made some statements essentially saying that 
Microsoft didn't uh, follow through with their commitments that they made in terms of the ZeniMax uh, takeover, which was Bethesda and all of that, uh, which is interesting because uh, some people did some sleuthing and found that uh, Microsoft didn't actually make any commitments to the EU, EU regulators not to release Xbox exclusive content following its takeover of ZeniMax. So essentially, Microsoft wasn't given any uh, concessions or, or told to give any concessions for their acquisition of Bethesda. And uh, I guess the FTC, that was one of their main talking points was that they were going back on that, but they didn't because they didn't make any any promises. So I found that interesting. Uh, also, apparently there's an unknown market participant that seems to be backing Microsoft with some people speculating that it's Epic Games uh, somehow getting involved. Um, and essentially they're saying that Microsoft, uh, some of what they're saying, we believe Microsoft is seeking to propagate innovation and embrace the move towards subscription services and cloud gaming. It is unsurprising that a technology company can see where the direction of the travel is headed. Um, th there's a lot here. I'm not going to read the whole thing. but um, And then one more piece to this. Uh, apparently, Microsoft, we also learned Microsoft is reportedly offered Sony the ability to include Call of Duty with PlayStation Plus as part of their 10-year deal. So essentially, they're saying, hey, Sony, if you want to pay us like whatever you pay for, you know, PlayStation Plus games, you can have Call of Duty on there as well as part of this 10-year agreement, which that that's like one of the most surprising pieces to me because I'm like, wow. Uh, I feel like Microsoft would have wanted it to be only on Game Pass and not PlayStation Plus. So I, I think that's like, I'm surprised. I guess I'm not surprised that Sony doesn't want to accept it because them not accepting is forcing more pressure on Microsoft. Uh, but it, that is a pretty, <laughs> that's a pretty significant offer. I feel like they were, they were giving up there. I don't know what you guys thought. That was a lot. Bro, do you want to go first or me? <laughs> Sure, I, I probably have the least to say, so I'll go first. But <laughs> yeah, I, I think it, it's just going to be interesting to see how many more, how deep I, Microsoft has to go <laughs> to make this deal go through if it goes through, because it seems like they, they just have to keep making deals and asking for uh, making promises to their competition to make this go through. And it's and Sony just doesn't seem to be budgeting at all, despite like what you said, Dan, like that's a a pretty good deal like we wanted to I, what i assume microsoft wanted to do is just have call of duty on game pass that that eliminates a lot of the competition there for for them and if you want to buy it on playstation you can but now it's they're offering to put it on their subscription services that'll that'll probably raise numbers for playstation on on their platform the subscription stuff but I, and we say it a lot that microsoft's kind of playing a different game that they don't really really care that much about people playing on xbox as much as they care about the ecosystem of it all so as long as you're playing their game somewhere else i guess that's fine by them but it, it is interesting to see how how deep this is going and i'm curious to see how how much further they're willing to go to make this this go through yeah that's a lot of good points um i decided last week when these this news is coming out that i was not going to give this any more thought um, because it's going to be uh, obvious this this is not is going to be pushed beyond the expected August closing day, and uh, it's going to be way too much back and forth. There's a, there's a lot of stuff happening. What feels like 
twice a week where something new is happening uh, with this. Also, I want to mention, very, very stupid of them to just make up an argument, but, uh, like, hey, Xbox promises, this is just outright lying. That's kind of, that's kind of silly. Um, don't need an opinion on that. That's just, that's just weird. Um, uh, and yet I, I, get, I did give it more thought, too, because I want to, you know, talk about it a little bit, because I knew we were going to talk about it here. Um, and that it's going to be a long road. It's going to be a lot of back and forth. You're going to be seeing a lot of arguments uh, either way um, for your own mental health. Don't even engage, I would say, in, in some of these replies that I'm seeing. Uh, but like, no, legit, like there, there's some pretty cool conversations happening. I've, I've tried to listen to a few just to have like a bit more of an, an understanding of like what these legal teams are kind of getting at. Uh, and there's like some important nuance that I felt was kind of strong. Like obviously the the big the biggest one is that this if that acquisition were to go through, um, we would not have to worry about Bobby Kotick. That is like probably the most important thing, and we've said it numerous times uh, on here. Uh, I found some more nuanced takes about like studio cultivation versus like buying that I won't get into, but like. You have to go back 20 years to even start that argument, and that's going to be a long legal battle that they might might get into a couple months down the line. Uh, and then there was some interesting stuff about Call of Duty on its own, because we're talking about Call of Duty today, is that, you know, them offering, first of all, them offering or saying, like, hey, we'll offer it. Uh, you can get it on PS Plus, however that ends up happening, if it does happen, older Call of Duties, whatever, uh, is significant. That is huge. Um, but I was, like, listening to someone, this, I can't remember who it was, it was talk about um, competition and like the word competition is needs to be defined by these legal teams in court because you know xbox offering call of duty on nintendo does that really mean anything when their like direct competitor isn't nintendo at all supposedly right you can argue the other way completely too the nintendo bodies sales of, you know of their games but Xbox's direct competition is obviously that with the other console box, which is which is PlayStation. It's it's a lot, and it was. I, I'm seeing arguments for both sides. It's like, oh, this is really interesting, uh, but it's going to be months of this. And I, yeah. I I've I found it better for my own personal health just to be like, you know what, <laughs> I will just enjoy the ride and see what happens. Which is so interesting because like Microsoft doesn't even Microsoft has said outright like they don't even see Sony as their direct competitor like they see like Google and Apple and those bigger guys as being their direct competitors and obviously those guys aren't in the gaming space right now but uh, it's just fascinating that Microsoft this 2 trillion dollar company is like oh we don't care about Sony who's a 80 billion dollar company or whatever they are now but it's it's fascinating because I also feel like like putting the legal stuff aside, I feel like this deal would actually benefit Sony more than what they are realizing. Because like, if you're able to include Call of Duty on PlayStation Plus, regardless of who owns it, you're gonna have that for 10 years guaranteed on PlayStation Plus, or you have the ability to. And you're not going to lose people to Xbox. So like if they're already gaming on PlayStation 5 and they're getting the game on PS Plus, they're going to keep getting those people. Like they're not going to jump ship to go play on Game Pass if it's already on PlayStation Plus. So like I feel like part of that Sony is overlooking because there's no way in hell that Activision would allow Call of Duty to be on Game Pass or uh, PlayStation Plus without this act acquisition. Like, this is a Microsoft decision. This isn't an Activision 
decision i feel like so like this is like an opportunity that i feel like they'll never have again and will call of duty even be relevant in 10 years you never know what happens like yes it's huge and the biggest franchise or one of the biggest franchises right now but 10 years from now who knows like it could easily just as easily be you know irrelevant by then but i don't know very interesting i don't know either man <laughs> that's much my take i really don't know yeah. people there's a lot of people a lot smarter than me who are having to figure this out and i don't envy them absolutely moving into our fantasy draft check-in guys river city girls 2 came out row and it is at a 79 on open critic uh so it's netting you some points there nine points and i do believe that was enough to pass christian on the fantasy critic yeah, I already congratulated him uh, publicly on Twitter. You did yeah. when it, when when yeah when this game got the release date. I said congrats. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Thank you. So oh my goodness! Row, I can't wait to. Play. Are you gonna play? Yeah, yeah, yes, absolutely. I think it comes out officially tomorrow. Obviously, some obviously reviewers got it early to review it. But yeah, it comes out tomorrow for everybody else. I cannot wait. I was replaying the the first one to get myself back in the beat 'em up mood. Um, but yeah. Heck yeah, very excited. I'm glad to see that it's reviewing well. Very nice. And you know what else is nice? No, actually, that was <laughs> terrible. Uh, High in Life, High on Life is uh, another game that came out with Gage's list. He added this very late in the game, and I'm sorry, Gage, this is not going to dig so you. so well. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to dig you out of your hole of last place, Gage. Uh, it's got a 74, which not terrible, not great. Not is it an open critic or just PC? Uh oh. Uh it's on open critic. Unless oh, yeah. this it does say PC there though. I on life. Yeah, the uh the console scores are, are significantly lower. Oh. I didn't even realize open critic separates. Do they separate by platform? I, I don't I don't know how they do it. Because I can't even find I can't find one that doesn't say just PC. On uh, on I was looking through Metacritic and they yeah so on Open Critic this is the PC version. Oh, okay. At seventy four. Gotcha. Okay. What what is uh, it on Metacritic? Out of curiosity. On for console. PC it's about the same seventy oh. something. For consoles it's fifty nine. Woo. Not, not good. <laughs> and I I have heard there's a lot of technical issues with the game, so I think maybe that's part of it. If you know, if there's that big of a swing. Uh, wow, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, there were some, there were some technical stuff on on Xbox. I remember that, but the other ones that I saw mostly negative reviews were about um, its writing and its, um, it's actually, it's it's shooting gameplay, not hmm. nailing it. That's interesting. Huh. I wonder why. Why would the PC version be so different? That's weird. Seems odd to me. It's almost like a, a. I talk to Gage about this all the time. Uh, uh, Back for Blood. I love the gameplay of that game, but like it's a completely different game on PC and console. Like it, it doesn't feel as good on console. So maybe it's something like that, um, where yeah, it just doesn't translate as well. Interesting. Interesting. I'll probably check it out after I give it a few months of uh, maybe some polish. Then you know, let's. Fix it up, get some updates. Anywho. 
Moving into what you got for me, guys, I have continued God of War Ragnarok, finally. Um, I'm going to do my best to get as far as I can by next week uh, when we do our Game of the Year discussions. Um, but I am about 10 hours in now. I, I started and I was only two hours in, so I've made decent progress, you know. Uh, I've gotten to some cool points in the uh, story, which I will not uh point out because i i think it was it's really cool to experience those those moments myself but uh i do like like some of the new characters like especially um trying to put this the best way possible without spoiling anything i know what hard. you're talking about yeah i i really like the new sections where you're like oh man i'm transported to this place and i'm like okay this is pretty cool i really like this and just fleshing out these other characters that um you kind of get to interact with more uh, because of certain situations in the game. So, yeah, I very much enjoyed it thus far uh, story wise. Uh, I think my only complaint right now is gameplay wise. It gets a little bit repetitive. Uh, I feel like more so than the first game, which is weird because they added a lot of stuff to this game. So I don't know why I feel that way. Uh, maybe because I'm playing it too similarly uh, in the first you know section of the game where you're playing mainly a certain way but then when i got to this other section i was like all right this is a cool change of pace so maybe as i continue to expand in that side of things uh again still trying to be <laughs> vague uh it, it will get a lot better in that front but yeah that's yeah loving you're on to something there because i honestly I, I wasn't super impressed with the combat either during the first half it's not until like the second half and into late game where it's like oh this this combat has, fi has finally come together now that i'm using all my abilities that i have unlocked it just takes some time to get there pretty early on it's like it's just more of 2018 but even though it's different enemies it still kind of feels same yeah I, I get where you're getting at so yeah for sure absolutely excited excited to keep playing it though and uh and get this get this thing rolling uh, probably won't be able to finish by next week but i'll try <laughs> right. you'll have enough to have a conversation about it which is important i think yes absolutely ro what you got for me yes uh i will start with river city girls as i alluded to earlier i was replaying uh replaying that and fun times character designs are awesome the writing is fun i i really i think it's a fantastic uh fun time and the beat em up stuff is is really good it's like some of the best modern beat em ups games that i played in a while like we played uh shutter's revenge earlier this year and i think it's 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 just as good if not better um for me i i really enjoy river city girl so i'm super excited for the second one um, Death Stranding, I picked it up, or I had it purchased already. I got, honestly, I think I got pretty far the first time that I played it, but I decided to, to start over and just do mm. it fresh and get that story from the beginning again and just be, just experience it all over again and actually finish it. And man, the vibes of Death Stranding are, are thick. Like, these are this is such a cool world. And I forgot how cool it was, but Christian was like, it was always cool, man. I never yeah dude <laughs> absolutely I, I was like damn this this is so cool like the first opening like cutscene you're just like thrown right into it and just i don't know it's just it, it's kojima I, I don't know how else to explain it but it's kojima and you just like fall in love with the world i haven't fallen in love with the characters yet but like the the coolness of the industrial 
and with mixing with like just the vast greens of the surroundings and just and gauge hat was on something with how obtuse it can be for me personally i guess i maybe i need to play it a bit more but i don't care because i just i just think it's so cool <laughs> even if i don't understand everything i'm just like enjoying listening to these characters talk about crazy stuff because it's Guillermo del Toro talking to me and uh i'm having a great time um i i will die on the hill that that game is nowhere okay <laughs> it's I, i'll say it's not obtuse but i will you know concede a little bit and say it is extremely convoluted it needs untangling um yeah. and that is it is also extremely eso uh, esoteric but like you need to put in the work to understand it but I one thing yeah. yeah one thing you did uh you nailed this like yeah the prologue and opening mission like that world is immediately cool and i i i fucking love that game yeah so i can't can't wait to get further than i than i did last time and experience the the rest of it and hopefully i get a better understanding of it but playing it is just awesome i i, I love the just playing the game but um for spoken the forspoken demo also came out after the game awards as well <laughs> and i i played it once and then i didn't like it, and I was like, and then I went on to Twitter to see what everybody else was thinking. And everybody was, it was super mixed. I was like, wow, people are excited for this game. I was excited that, so I decided to try it again and see if I felt any different on it. And I liked the combat a bit more the second time around. I don't think I gave it enough time the first time I I tried it, and I did kind of enjoy moving back and forth. But I feel like having everything tied to the bumpers is like it's a lot to keep track of. I I think. And I was having trouble moving back and forth and just pressing the wrong buttons. I think they should be face buttons, but I understand why it's not because of the, the spells. And there's just so much of it that they need to be on a wheel. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's something else. The dialogue was weird. I have a list of like all the cheesy dialogues oh my God. that I had. Yeah. It's like you must classic. have been pausing left and right. I was, I was. There was one where she got hit, and she's like, "Oh, come on!" The classic "Oh, come on!" that they always say, and then the the uh, the brace is like, don't panic. And then she's like, stop making me panic. <laughs> like, what is going on? And then there was one that I actually liked where I missed hitting a target. And the brace is like, what are you trying to hit exactly? And she was like, that fucker right over there. And I was like, okay, <laughs> that was a good one. I like that one. You got me with that one. But yeah, everything else is terrible. The, the writing. I mean. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the writing was, I, they talk so much and it's always it's so a bad. And I was like, how is this going to be fun to play for a, I'm assuming at least 20 hour campaign. I don't know. It's like an RPG by Square Enix. It's going to be long. I don't know how anybody's going to be able to keep up with that. But I like the combat after a while. But it's it's a lot to keep track of, I think. Yeah. Christian, um, Christian yeah. you sent me a 45 second clip and it was enough <laughs> to tell me I don't want to play this demo. <laughs> like, I don't want to play. I mean that encapsulates everything um, that you're, you're going to get out of it. So if if your impressions from watching this one minute video were like enough to, you know, decide that it might not be for you, then I'd say your instinct is probably correct. I'll jump in on this forespoken demo conversation as well. That I also downloaded and tried it out because I wanted to give the game a fair shake. Uh, obviously, like I was worried about the dialogue, and uh, like I, I'm very unhappy to, for me personally, uh, did not enjoy it at, at all, and I, I found it pretty pretty unbearable they're talking a lot and it's not very well written it's also not very well recorded i like whatever microphone that she was using just sounds off or i maybe has something to do with the audio mixing 
it just does not sound like it's happening in game. It sounds like I'm being talked to from like a mic that's just inserted right <laughs> next to me. It doesn't sound like it's happening in the game. Um, I, I also found it very cringy as well. There's a video I saw on TikTok yesterday of someone actually defending it. Uh, and I was like, I'm happy to like to hear this guy out. Um, he was saying like it's actually not it's actually not too bad uh like just stick with it for a while like i promise it gets better and immediately after he says that he unpauses and the character goes oh my kicks are gonna get so dirty uh, <laughs> I, and talking about like um i forgot what else she said but it, it it's it sounded pretty bad and even the guy's like you know what maybe you guys are right this this is also this is pretty bad uh the interesting thing about parkour for me is that it didn't feel too engaging um you have to hold if you're playing on playstation or i guess you know xbox you're holding circle or b uh, i guess it's only a playstation game so you won't be playing on xbox I'm sorry. <laughs> so you're holding circle and that's the majority of it it does get more engaging later with when you have like your whip and stuff but you're mostly just holding circle and you have to claw the controller because if you want to look around obviously you can't be using the thumb to hold parkour and then also look around you you kind of have to claw a little bit uh and the environments were just kind of pretty bland by by 2022 standards like it just feels empty and a little bit monochromatic um so just overall wasn't for me i i, I was doing the thing where i was shifting um okay uh, i was doing this thing where i was shifting combat left and right between the melee and the shooting and just i it, it wasn't fun so not good what, okay. Have you been playing other stuff, Christian? I did beat Callisto Protocol since the last time we talked about it, since our review. I was, uh, what, two chapters away from beating it, and uh, I am lower on my score now. Hmm. Uh, at, the time of, at, the, what, at the time of our conversation, I was around like a 6.5, which I was giving a lot of credit, um, despite its faults, and by the end of it, uh, it somehow was a worse experience for me. I just did not enjoy those final chapters. To where I think I gave it a 2.5 out of 5 stars on Backlogged. Oh, wow. Which is like what translate if you're going to do the math, be a 5 out of 10, I guess. Uh, which sounds harsh. And I, I don't honestly feel bad about it. But like I was, I don't know, that was his, its impression it left on me, but towards the end. And uh, I just did not have fun uh, in those final chapters. Wow. Nor much of the game, I guess, looking back at it. Yeah. <laughs> There was, yeah, there was some salvageable moments, but yeah, there were some very frustrating moments as well. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, I, I haven't been playing much anyway. Uh, it's kind of end of the year, so I'm, I'm kind of ramping up with uh, stuff that's coming soon. Uh, and I've been working hard on something coming soon to Large Popcorn, which uh, is, is very exciting. Yeah, you've been teasing that big announcement. Coming. Mm, I, love, I love to tease. I mean, it is crazy to me that you got Hideo Kojima to come on Large Pop. You're so... <laughs> Dude, the, I, you laugh, but like I was thinking, maybe maybe if I played my cards right, there, there's a future where Guillermo del Toro like, comes on for a 15-minute you know, conversation. Wow, that'd be sick. We never know. I mean, we maybe that's your announcement, and you're just trying to pull my chain here. Maybe you actually mm. did get Guillermo. Yeah, uh, who knows? <laughs> you have to stay tuned and find out. All right, moving in to the topic of the show, Christian. Uh, did we did we record our uh, predictions for game awards? Yes, uh, I have everything written down. Uh, I have if you you can go through the winners if you have it written down. But I yeah. went through and highlighted everyone that uh, guessed theirs correctly. Okay. So that's 
that's you, that's Rose, that's mine, and, and Elijah's. And I'll tally them uh, after we go through everything. Okay, cool. So let's not start with Game of the Year, like is at the top of IGN here. We'll go all the way to the bottom. Best Adaptation, Christian. The winner of Best Adaptation was Arcane's League of Legends. Not terribly surprising. I think No. I think many of us predicted that. Three out of four of us predicted predicted that uh, on our show. Yeah, not surprising. Uh, most anticipated game, Christian, The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom, is the winner. Great Two game. years in a row, this this game was on there. Uh, weird category, uh, and also three out of four predicted us that uh, predicted that Legend of Zelda would win. Incredible, incredible. We're on a good streak here. And this is where we fall apart. <laughs> Best esports team is loud. Valorant. No, we did not cover that. We did not cover oh, that on the show. That. Oh, okay. I forgot. We forgot. I forgot. We skipped esports. I'm going to skip that. Content creator of the year, which I was really pulling for Nebelian. He didn't. He didn't do it though. He got. He got shafted. I don't know. Ludwig was the winner. Nobody guessed that correctly wow. on on our show. Wow. We all uh we we guessed Carl Jacobs would take the crown. Yeah. Except that's... for Roe who said, you know what, I'm gonna go against everyone and say Nibelian would takes it. I wish he was right. I wish he was right. Best multiplayer game, Splatoon 3 was the winner. Kind of uh, a dark horse, I feel like here. Another category where none of us got it correct. And if I remember right, Roe was saying that there was enough hate and criticism from Splatoon's own fan base saying that they have issues with the multiplayer in this game. So we didn't think it would win. Wow. And lo and behold, we were proven wrong. Dang. Best sim slash strategy game goes to Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. And Nintendo continues to get some awards. Although Yubi, I guess, mainly developed it. Yeah. yeah. And we all guessed that one correctly. Nice. The four for four. Best sports slash racing game goes to Gran Turismo 7. We did not. We, we all guessed Ollie Ollie World would take this one, and we were obviously all wrong. Wait, I guessed Ollie Ollie World? I thought I guessed Gran Turismo, did I not? Nope. Wow. Nope. Wow, that's surprising. Interesting. Uh, best family game, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Uh, only Row. Got that one correct. Or sorry, only one of us. <laughs> I'm trying to be. Oops. Well, you know, Rogue got at least one point. Spoiler. <laughs> Nintendo's taken quite a few awards. I didn't actually realize that when they were going through all these that Nintendo did pretty well. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Best fighting game goes to Multiverses. Very well earned there. Which is surprising for me. Uh, and two of us guessed correctly. Best RPG, and it goes to, of course, Elden Ring. And only one of us guessed that correctly. Really? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, two of us. I missed one. I was Ooh. like, wait a minute. Really? Okay, yeah, two of us. Two okay, of us. All right, all right. Best action adventure game goes to God of War Ragnarok, of course. Oh, I missed another one, apparently. Oh. Oops. <laughs> Three of us. Guessing this one correctly. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. Four of us. Oh, 
All four of us. Maybe I skipped this category on by mistake. Best action game goes to Bayonetta 3. Which I don't think... Oh, no. One person guessed this correctly. I think you can guess who that was. Yep. (laughs) Innovation and accessibility goes to God of War Ragnarok. Very, very good stuff there. And I think only one of us got that one correct. I think Mm -hmm. uh, all of us were were thinking The Last of Us was going to get this one. Yep. Uh, And it was not. Obviously. Close between the two. Best VR slash AR game went to Moss Book 2, which another bit of a surprise, I feel like. Huge surprise. None of us got that one right. Wow. Best community support, which went to Final Fantasy 14 online uh, for the second year in a row. And we all expected that one to take it. Best mobile game, Marvel Snap. Well-deserved. Great game. And again, we all thought we all guessed correctly that one would take it. <laughs> Best debut indie game went to Stray. Stray was Wait, getting a bunch of none awards. of us saw coming. Yeah. People online saying it won too many awards. Yeah, it definitely won a bunch. There's a conversation to be had there. Yeah. yeah. Best indie game also went to Stray. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Debut indie. One of us gets correct. Correct. Oh. Uh, best indie altogether. Uh, that one, none of us got right. Oh, okay. Best ongoing game, which goes pretty much hand in hand with community support, is Final Fantasy XIV Online. Yep. All of us. Games for Impact, and another bit of a surprise, I think, As Dusk Falls won that one. Even even some of the people that I've heard on podcasts talk about the Game Awards, you know, after the fact, were a little bit surprised this one won. Yeah. Saying they, they can't think of, uh, of of why I would win it, which is right. interesting. Yeah, I don't even know, like, they didn't really market it as that kind of impact. Uh, Nor is the game apparently should should have been in that category, I guess. They can't really, like, what is the game's message ultimately? Murder is bad, I guess. Best performance went to Christopher Judge, God of War, Ragnarok. Now, in the spirit of this, I'm going to keep talking, and I'm not going to stop <laughs> talking, Christian. So, <laughs> we no, we have to talk about this. They yeah. opened the show with this. <laughs> this was the very first award. Yeah. Not what five minutes into the show, we're getting best performance. And I looked at the YouTube video to see how long he actually talked for. Yeah, almost nine minutes. Christopher Judge was uh, was up there. That's insane. <laughs> and they were. Yeah. And the future people, they were like playing them off like uh, 45 seconds into them talking, and he talked for 10 minutes. Yeah, because he ate, I think, everyone else's time for speeches, which yeah. they had to make up somehow, which is kind of unfortunate for the other people, but congrats to Christopher Judge, I guess, nonetheless. Yeah. Yes. I love, man Chris- on Gage. I love Christopher Judge, though. He's great. Fantastic. Best audio design Christian went to God of War Ragnarok. Uh, and three of us guessed correctly. Wow. Best. Yep, score- by the way, this is kind of the the, the ramp up to where you just sort of saying, "Fuck it, let's just give Ragnarok all the predictions." <laughs> it's bound to win some of these. Yeah, exactly. Best score slash music: Bear Mc Bear McCreary or God of War Ragnarok. Yep, and I think two of us guessed that one. 
which as far as I've gotten thus far in the game, very good music. Love it. Oh, yeah. Best narrative went to, uh, again, God of War Ragnarok. Yes. Also, I want to go back to the score real quick. Oh, the yeah. uh, the uh, Oh, I skipped one. Whoops. Song? The, yeah, I think you skipped two uh, yeah. overall. But, um, the song they performed uh, on stage with Bear, with that, that weird, cranky instrument, mm-hmm. uh, and Hozier, I think, singing, that was a great song to perform. I thought that was probably the best performance of the night. It was very good, yes. Best art direction, Christian. Elden Ring. There you go. Let's go. And then the last one before Game of the Year. Best game direction, Elden Ring as well. Sir, yes, sir. I think all of us. uh, Nope, not all of us. Three out of four of us guessed that one correct. Dude, there was a there was a moment about halfway through the show that I was we were talking about it and I was like, man, I feel I'm getting the feeling that God of War might win Game of the Year because it was winning a bunch of awards over or at least a couple over Elden Ring. I was yeah, like, and man. the way they presented it, it was like Ragnarok, Ragnarok, Ragnarok. Like, oh, yeah. this might sweep, and I, I was beginning to concede with you, like, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, but then alas, Game of the Year, Christian was Elden Ring. Yes, congrats to Miyazaki and Co. for taking that one, and we all guessed that one correctly. Yes. Should I start these tallies? Absolutely. All right, Elijah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen out of twenty-six total predictions correct. Fifty percent. Not too shabby. Uh, I think I got less just looking at the amount of green highlights. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven total correct. Now, oh, just in time, he's back. Roshan guessed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve correct. Oof. So, uh, Row is so far in second place. Dan. Yo. Zero correct. I'm kidding. No. One, <laughs> two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen correct. Let's go. Woo! Yeah, Dan takes the crown for uh game awards award predictions. What else is new? Heck yeah. So you guys um, should start listening. To no. <laughs> Just wait till we get to reveal predictions. Ooh. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a fun award show, guys. And uh, the best part was the last 10 seconds when uh, someone oh got God. arrested on the stage. Do they keep interviewing this kid? And I uh, keep scrolling past. I don't think we yeah. need to give this dude a platform anymore. Right. And like the first interview that he did, uh, I think it was Schreier, Jason Schreier. And he was like, That's Yeah, this kid's, yeah, this kid's just playing a, a role, essentially. He's just playing games. So like, at that point, just don't pay attention to it anymore. He's just a shit poster. I saw a video of him today. Uh, I, I said I keep scrolling past, but I did see for a split second. <laughs> of him uh, crashing BlizzCon and yelling continuously in the front row walking around saying, free Hong Kong. I don't, I don't know if we should be interviewing this like kid. You know, 15-year-old. Like, yeah. yeah. Isn't that a, is, wasn't that a good 
thing? I don't remember what. Free Hong Kong? No. Or is that bad? Okay. Sorry. It's I don't free remember Taiwan, which... baby. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I feel like it's even worse that if he's, like you said, if he's playing a role and he doesn't actually believe these things, he's just saying these things to, to get a, I feel like that's even worse, honestly, than, than actually believing. Yeah, sure, sure. But my God, that's terrible. Insane. And I'm sorry for being ignorant too, to which one was who, were, who was supposed to be free. I, I, Jeff, how are you going to let this man walk up on your stage? I mean, come on, Jeff. Crazy. He was right there. He just walk, randomly walks from the middle row and goes up with them. Yeah. We'll just all be thankful it wasn't worse. Yes. Eh? Yes, absolutely. All right, guys. Uh, that's all of our winners. That's, you know, our recap of that. So let's go into our announcements that we got at the Game Awards and go over what we saw there. Um, I'm just going to go and I think this is in chronological order of when they were announced in show. Uh, this might be pre-show stuff, so I may go through this stuff a little quicker. Um, we got, uh, well, I guess to start, Dead Cells DLC Return to Castlevania, which is coming out quarter one, 2023. Uh, we then got a short video for Vampire Survivors on mobile which is out now and it's free and free. Yeah. Which is cool. That's insane. Uh, we're also getting the Valiant Hearts sequel in the works from Ubisoft and it's called Valiant Hearts coming home. We got a trailer for that. It's a mobile game. Yeah. Netflix, right? Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of sad that that's where that ends up in my opinion. Cause I heard yeah. Valiant Hearts people really like that. Yeah. But oh. the first one was cool. Yeah. <laughs> And then we got confirmation of PlayStation 5 exclusive Returnals debut on PC, and it is coming early 2023. PC. There's a f funny video of Lance McDonald um, updating the Wikipedia live while we're reacting to the, to the Game Awards at having to take out Returnal from PS5 only. I got a good laugh out of it. Nice. Oh, I can't. Uh, what? I can't view this website anymore because apparently I'm using Adblock. So, oh, you're a gamer. Oh. Yeah, I'll just have to follow along uh, verbally with, oh. with you, Dan. I'll <laughs> okay. close my eyes. <laughs> uh, there was also a brand new game announcement: Hellblade, not Hellblade, Hellboy Web of Word. <laughs> yeah, sorry, <laughs> Hellboy Web of Word, which is a roguelite, roguelite, not roguelike. What the hell's the difference? Action adventure. Created in a comic book style. Interesting. Uh, we got a new look at Horizon Call of the Mountain for PSVR 2. We got a game from Raw Fury that showed off a Silent Hill-esque horror game that's called Post Trauma. And it's got fixed camera angles. PlayStation... Uh, showed off a, a bit of a trailer for a first-person puzzle game called Viewfinder, which looked very cool, uh, kind of warped your perspective with pictures, uh, very similar to the game that Gage talked about. Uh, superlative? Uh, Superliminal. I love Superliminal. Superliminal. Yeah. It's a good game. Interesting, interesting. Uh, we got Among Us, which got a new game mode called Hide and Seek announced, and it is available now, actually. I wonder if this is in VR as well. Oh, probably not if I had to bet. 
because I don't sure. think all of the content is on VR yet. Uh, we got After Us, which is a new atmospheric at adventure game published by Private Division and is due out in 2023. This one looks cool. I like it. Yeah, the character's hair is very, very it's white. Yeah, it's very <laughs> flowy. <laughs> Glowy. Uh, we got a cool-looking side-scrolling alternative 80s action game, which is... Oh, we already knew about this game, right? Replaced? Yes. Replaced. Yeah. New trailer, though. Okay. New, New trailer for Replaced. Yeah. Looks very good. We got a Street Fighter Six trailer, which the new trailer showed off DJ, Manon, Marisa, and JP. It's coming June 2nd, 2023. Here we go. Now it's the show proper. And this is the one that Christian and Roe and Gage all yelled with excitement as I stared <laughs> into the abyss. Uh, <laughs> Supergiant announced Hades 2, which is the studio's first sequel. Expect more information in 2023. This was so unexpected for me. Uh, I don't know how. Like Gage, I think Ro had both had inklings. Somehow, I didn't expect this at all. And they also announced that it's like getting an early access next year. Uh, huge! I, I cannot wait. Hades is fucking rocks. Uh, Dan, you would hate it. You should play it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's awesome. Hades is so cool. I think you should 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 try it if they ever with Hades two coming out. If they ever do like a a sale or if it ends up on Game Pass or something. It is. It used to be on Pass. Game Pass for like two years. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, or, what the heck? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's, it's and me, I, I usually don't like roguelites either. And I, I loved Hades. It was awesome. Yeah. I, I can't wait for the sequel. Um, And again, we all say it, but the character designs. Yes. Oh, my God. Amazing. Everyone is Super, sexy again. Everyone is sexy. <laughs> and Supergiant is usually really good with the art department, but Hades is just like on another level, so. Can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah, Game Pass lost lost Hades three months ago. So or four hey. months ago. I'm sure it'll be back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll maybe check it out then, guys. I'll check it out. <laughs> don't forget if you beat it, you have to beat it ten times. No, no, no. I ain't doing that. I don't I can't even beat games one time, Christian. Not <laughs> lost ten times. Uh one of my most hyped moments was this one. Ken Levine just goes ahead and shows up and shows his next game, which is called Judas, and it looks very, very reminiscent of Bioshock. Um, I'm very much digging this trailer. Uh, obviously, tons of Bioshock vibes, but uh, I, I did find it fascinating, though, because like some people were talking about this online. Like Ken Levine's studio at Irrational essentially had to die so that this game could be made, and that's so unfortunate because... This game looks so similar to like what Bioshock was. Like, why did that have to happen again, Ken? Like, couldn't you just have kept your team and made this, you know, come out a little quicker than nine years later? Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I am very excited for it. Ken Levine, I think he's a storytelling genius. I loved Bioshock. I love Bioshock Infinite. Very excited to see what we get out of this. I'm going to guess it will uh, heavily feature Christian. Uh, no, I already lost the fucking word I was going to use. There goes there goes my my hater joke. Um, <laughs> oh well, whatever, it's gone. Imagery. Imagery. I I do want to point out also. I called this Christian. 
I called. You it. did, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I was very, very happy for you to be to be proven right <laughs> for once. Like before the trailer even like had started rolling, yeah. you said Ken Levine. Yeah, because he said visionary, and he kept harping on how he's been working on stuff for like many years with some studios. So I'm like, what games could he have been working on for many years? And I'm like, we haven't seen Ken Levine in fucking nine years. Where is he? And there he was. <laughs> Anywho, another big surprise: Bayonetta Origins, Cereza, and the Lost Demon is an action adventure fairy tale prequel that is due out March seventeenth, very soon. Actually, uh, very surprising announcement there from Nintendo. This looked really cool, but I'm not ready to be buying into Bayonetta again just yet. I still have to beat Bayonetta two. <laughs> still have to beat that too. and and three before I play this. But I, I do like that they're kind of doing spinoffs for Bayonetta. That's cool that that's where the franchise is now, and they could do little little side projects like that. That's that's neat for the for the Bayonetta fans. I think it looks cute. We got a trailer for the VR game Ghostbusters: Rise of the Ghost Lord, which is due out on MetaQuest two and PlayStation VR two in twenty twenty three. So ghost busted up. Uh, we got a. Is that a, oh, sorry. Is that a Ghostbuster slogan there? No. Ghostbusted up. Ghostbusted. The, the, actual, the actual slogan is "busting" makes me feel good, and that's not even a joke. Oh wow! I think I like Dan's better. <laughs> we got another look at Destiny 2's expansion, Lightfall, which is coming February 28th. Bro, look good. Mm. Mm. looks fun i i think i i mean it looks fun i think i'm numb to to destiny trailers right now but yeah i will i will definitely play it when it comes out but yeah it looks fun it looks fun yeah very much very much uh in one of the cooler moments in my opinion of the show uh rock said he showed off a new trailer for suicide squad game uh and of course the highlight was that batman was in the trailer and they revealed, of course, after the fact that uh, Batman will indeed be played by uh, the late Kevin Conroy, which is fantastic. Absolutely perfect send off for. Sorry, that sounded bad, but like such a perfect, you know. Chapter to I, end, I guess. Yeah. I don't I don't know. At least how... we get to see him one more time. Yes. In, in the Batman yeah. role. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, pred I predicted this story in the live show, and I think I'll, I'll say it again on the podcast for posterity, is that I think, obviously, the tagline for this game is, or I guess even the, uh, it's the subtitle, Kill the Justice League. I still don't actually believe that. I, I still think in some, in some way, the climac climactic act is relieving the Justice League of their hold from Brainiac and, and then controlling some members of the Justice League be very cool there's my prediction very cool this game's coming or we, kill, or we kill batman i don't know oh frick no <laughs> Maybe don't do that dead. gotham knights all over again oh, no. mm -hmm. batman is dead that would be in poor taste i feel like with kevin conroy passing yeah. away let's not do that rock set oh man are you guys how are you guys feeling about this game though like i know that we've seen a couple of trailers for it but well we've seen in, two maybe <laughs> i don't know if we've three. seen three or four okay. i guess in any, in any more sold yeah it, it, i i still think we've only gotten one gameplay trailer that was what a year and a half maybe two years ago i don't know mm -hmm. how much has changed from then but that first one 
I don't know if it sold me entirely. And I know it's a multiplayer game as well, but I have more faith that it'll be better in some capacity. To like, they're more polished and refined than what Gotham Knights was. So there's some hope mm-hmm. for me. And I think Rock City makes uh, good games anyway. So yeah. um, I'm still not sold in it, but like whatever it, it ends up being, I will check out. Yeah, I agree. I have faith in Roxetti and uh, their storytelling, I think, is really good. So uh, I'm interested to see what this turns into and uh, definitely more excited for this than I would have been for Gotham Knights for sure. So mm-hmm. it's coming May 26th. So we got our birthday. Here. What the heck? I is didn't it really? Know. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. That's fate. <laughs> it's bro. right there. That's fate. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> We got news that Last of Us Part 1 is coming March 3rd, 2023 to PC. So finally getting our PC port there. Age is very 3-3. happy. 3-3. If only it was 3-3-3, right? 20 years ago. <laughs> Just time travel. Back. Yeah. <laughs> moving moving uh, on, we get a, another look, or at least, I'm sorry, not another look, our first look at star wars jedi survivor we got a trailer and a release date confirmation of march 17th 2023 i'm very excited for this game as well uh first game was a really good first game and respawns never made a bad game keep Um, it coming keep it coming i i think it obviously they were like a first person studio transitioning Mm -hmm. into uh third person there was bound to be some jank I think this second outing for for this story is going to be like really great. And from the trailer alone, it it looked uh, a lot more refined and, you know, bigger and better than what the original Jedi Fallen Order was. So I'm really excited for this. My only concern is that March is a packed month. Yeah. Cal's got a blaster now, too. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Yeah, on his hip. Here we go. This next one, though. This next one. Indie time from the creators of Celeste comes Earthblade, which is coming at some point in 2024. And Ro knew. I, yeah, I forgot the title, but I knew. I knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure Christian is on the same boat, but I, I, I love Celeste. So anything more from that developer, I, I'm, I will be there day one to, to at least support. A, a, check it out at least and this looks awesome it looks really cool i'm glad that there's combat as well that's that was something that was not yes. missing from, from celeste but i think it's cool to see that this developer is is trying that i think they would be a perfect fit for that sort of uh, art uh play style uh, added with the platforming stuff that they did with celeste and it looks beautiful yeah and it has the you know we obviously drew a lot of comparisons live on the show uh, during the reveal of like comparisons to Hollow Knight because I think the scope of this game is a lot bigger. It looks like a Metroidvania. There's combat, which is like I don't want to call it an evol like a step up from Celeste because Celeste has like so many good qualities, but it is like a an evolution as to like what that game was, but with a similar art style. Yeah, I'm really excited. If it's anything near Hollow Knight, that's gonna be a fucking uh, amazing game. We got our first look at Funcoms. Open world survival MMO game, guys. Dune Awakening. We got. <laughs> you can't wait to skip. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not really gonna play that either. Yeah. 
of course, for Spoken's demo, which is out now, we've talked about that already. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh... Remember when we were talking about how we kept seeing like these long for Spoken like trailers and none of us were watching? And yeah, here comes the demo. And yeah, anywho. Oh man, I'm really uh, scared for this game's release. <laughs> Might not sell well. You know what you're not scared for, though, Christian? Oh, baby, tell me. The next game from Hideo Kojima, which was announced. And yes, as Norman Reedus had revealed, it is Death Stranding 2. Yes, I have DS2, working title. Yeah. Which I have so many. What? Is he going to use a different name than Death Stranding 2? Yeah. You think? Yeah. Really? You don't know how Kojima works? Oh, that's fair. That's fair. If anything, it'll get a subtitle. Hmm. I'm excited. I I I can't fucking wait. Uh, uh, again, just running one. I can call it that now. Um, one of the most underappreciated, uh, overlooked PlayStation games. Um, surprise! It's getting a sequel so soon and so early. Decima Engine looks fantastic on PS5. I have theories on on the story, but uh, again, like. Who knows where it's going to go, but I am so excited to go on that ride, man. I, 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 I love this series. And call it now. So oh, cool. That's all they say do. Oh, El Fanning. Ooh. <laughs> also, by the way, uh, Norman Reedus also st- co-starring with Ana de Armas in the uh, John Wick spinoff, Ballerina. Just want to throw that out there. Oh, look at him go. Look at him go. He's reading it up. That little unicycle tricycle thing that that fragile use that's fragile right that's yeah the character. but okay. yeah. she's fragile she's but not fragile. that fragile but not that fragile. <laughs> i just think the again like we talked about earlier like the world is so cool and just those little technology uh those little devices i for lack of a better term that they use in this world are just they're so cool so inspired so neat so creative can't wait looks really cool we got a first look at Ascendant Studios single player magic shooter Immortals of Avium due out in 2023. It's being published by the EA Originals label. Yeah. I'm sorry, I do not remember this game at all. No. It's... <laughs> I got an ad, so I can't can't even describe it to you yet. Yeah. It I think this was like a CG teaser. Yeah. Nothing to ride home about. Right. Anywho. We got a story and gameplay teaser for fighting game Tekken 8. June Kazuma June. returns. Tekken is cool. Oh, you know what? I just realized. Sorry, to back up for one second. Immortals of Avium had like a list of a million developers that they've worked on all these IPs. They straight up soul stole the energy sword from Halo. It's on the dude's wrist. I'm like... Oh, I remember you saying that. Yeah. Yeah. It literally, I didn't see it. The exact design of the energy sword. I'm like, all right, that's something. Uh, we got a new look at Victorian fantasy adventure Nighting- Nightingale, which is coming in 2023. I think Gage is excited for this one, I think. Oh, yeah? I may be mixing it up with a different game, but I, I think this one is one that he's excited for. This is like the sandbox survivor thing, right? Yes. Survival, yes. yeah. Yep. I think he's interested in this one. Yes, he loves the survival games. <laughs> he does. Escape from London. Hmm. 
get it because it's anyway. <laughs> Torin. Larian Studios announced a release window for the hotly anticipated RPG Baldur's Gate 3, which is coming August of 2023. And I think I might play this because uh, I watched my friend stream early access. I, I like playing D&D. Uh, I don't do it often, but it is fun whenever I do it. And Baldur's Gate, you know, is a D and D game, so I can co-op with friends and see the stuff we're doing. So I might check this out in August. It looks pretty good visually. Interesting. Yeah, good writing too. Airship, uh, Airship Syndicate <laughs> announced character-based online action RPG Wayfinder, which is being. It's being published by Warframe developer Digital Extremes. Seems to share many characteristics of like hero shooters. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, while being I an love RPG, it. yeah, it looks like an oversaturated market kind of game. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yep, it absolutely does. Uh, we got a, a new trailer revealing Fire Emblem Engages Expansion Pass, which launches January 20th. Game hasn't even come out yet. They're already <laughs> given us the, the DLC. <laughs> yeah. But all right. I, I'm excited for the game, but yeah. an interesting choice. Don't you love it? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> we got a new look at Diablo 4 with a new trailer which confirmed the leaked tw June 6th, 2023 release date. And this game looks really good. I'm very excited for this. I loved Diablo 3, uh, Diablo 4. Oh, and that performance that they did with Diablo 4, I thought was pretty cool too. With Halsey, right? Pretty cool. My friend is also trying to convince me to play this game and uh, oh. respectfully, I had, to, I had to say no. Oh, I had to come on. So good. Or Diablo 3 is so good, I should say. Uh, as expected, guys, we got the official reveal of Horizon <laughs> Forbidden West DLC, which is called Burning Shores and launches April 19th, 2023. And it is more like, oh, sorry, unexpectedly only coming to PlayStation 5. More like Horizon snoring boars. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, jeez. Got him. But I, I will probably not be checking this out, though. I never even played the uh, expansion for Forbid or yeah, no. Oh, Frozen Wilds. Yeah. Which I probably yeah, neither. But Amazon announced that they are bringing Bandai Namco's massively multiplayer action RPG Blue Protocol West in 2023. Yeah, I think this is also one that they uh, were talking about uh, with the China Hero Project as well, um, getting expanded. I don't remember that, so I could be wrong, but uh looked interesting enough. I don't know if it'll... I do like action RPGs, so could be for me. But big tentative asterisk, I don't know. I think I think I'm interested too. It's the I mean Amazon Games is only publishing it, right? They're just not yeah yes. yeah yeah. I just that's the that's the part that I remember when it came on screen. We all like collectively sighed when we <laughs> saw Amazon Games show up, but it's just because their track record with Crucible and there was something else as well where they just like launched a game two months later or two weeks later maybe even they just canceled it. Mm -hmm. and I think they did that with two two titles that they released. So it's a little scared, but yeah, Bandai Namco's 
does some really great action games. So yeah, I'm 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 excited, interested. We got a trailer for Gunfire Games Remnant 2, which I'm not too familiar with, but uh kind of looks like a shooter. Some gore. Interesting. Uh, and another moment that I was kind of hyped for splash damage is making transformers reactivate, which I thought looks, I mean, it's a CG trailer, of course, but it, I'm excited <laughs> at the prospect of it. Uh, I love the transformers games from high moon studios, which of course, Activision basically said, Nope, you guys aren't doing these anymore. You're going to go be a support studio for call of duty, which that made me so sad because they made great transformers games. Um, but this is cool. It's coming from Splash Damage, who Splash Damage is literally one of the studio or the main studio that fixed the Master Chief collection. So just for that alone, Splash Damage, you have my love and appreciation. So I'm paying attention to this. I, I want to see see some gameplay and see what this looks like. Enjoy. Uh, <laughs> We got a new clip from the Super Mario Brothers movie, which, man, that sound. Oh, so good. And we all were smiling. Like, this This is a pretty great clip. I, I, I was kind of bummed when it was, like, over. Yeah, I, I can't wait. And as Dan said, like, the music, uh, just, like, the... They're doing everything right, I think, as for Mushroom Kingdom. We'll see what the... Re I mean, we saw in the trailer other worlds, too, but Mushroom Kingdom looks fantastic, sounds fantastic. Chris Pratt sounds like Chris Pratt, but I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Then we got Don't Nod's next game, which is an action RPG called Banisher's Ghost of New Eden, which is coming at the end of 2023. And this looks like a huge step up from... Life is Strange uh, was the last one they did, right? True Colors, or am I thinking of the wrong one? Uh, yeah, True Colors was the last one. I don't know if Don't Nod developed that one, though. Okay. I think it was uh, Deck Nine. You're right. Yes. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. They, they've done some action games in the past that didn't turn out super good. Um, not super good, but weren't uh it was more mixed like remember me back in the day they did vampire as well i think um but yeah like you were saying dan this does look like a step up from them so hopefully uh they they hit their stride this time because uh, life is strange is awesome and hopefully they can expand to other things and maybe this is it thank you we got a new look at Warhammer 40K Space Marine 2, which is coming in 2023. Christian, we were literally five feet from them when they announced this last year. Uh, so that's how I always remember this game being announced. Um, but it actually looks pretty cool. I mean, there's a lot going on in this uh, scene that they showed off with a ton of creatures. It, it was pretty impressive, technically speaking. Hmm. Hmm. I think it looks cool, Dan. I think it looks cool. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Meet Your Maker is a building rating game coming to consoles and PC on April 4th, 2023. Uh, yeah, I don't really have a whole lot to say about Meet Your Maker. <laughs> um, we got Crash Team Rumble, which was the crash announcement for the Game Awards. And 
Crash Team Rumble is essentially a uh, brawler, I guess you call it. Um, I'm I'm not team. convinced it's a brawler. Oh. Um. Does it say anywhere? I'm it has sure. that, but yeah. they've done that before. With uh, there there are two party games that they've released. I think both were on Game Boy Advance. One is Crash Team Rumble. One is uh, was it Crash Party? And so it's essentially just like mini games. Oh. Um, so I, I'm convinced it might be another kind of mini game kind of focused uh, game. Hmm. Um, but I, I guess the rumble does kind of point towards a, a beat, like, you know, a, a fighting kind of smash clone. So we'll see. Interesting. Uh, hashtag not my CTR, though. <laughs> We got a new Lords, the Lords of the Fallen trailer. Of course, let's make sure the the is there. Uh, the reboot for that game or series. Interesting. Dark Souls clone. Maybe Christian will get it. I don't know. No, uh, no one has made a good Dark Souls clone ever. <laughs> Not once. And then we got a game with a ton of celebrities in it. Michael Madsen is in a new game. Crime Boss Rocket City is a first-person shooter heist game with an all-star cast, including Chuck Norris and many, many others, launching March 28th, 2023. I don't even know how this game's going to be, but there's a lot of people in it. Vanilla hey, They ice. just kept going. Yeah. I, vanilla Ice, yeah. <laughs> My God, Michael Rooker is or as well. My God, yeah, that's like your crazy cast. I I don't know the, what we'll be doing in this game. Obviously, illegal activity. But the, uh, the developer <laughs> is In Game Studios, which I don't even know who that is. Hell of a debut title if this is their first game. Yeah. <laughs> My God. All right. Cyberpunk 2077 DLC Phantom Liberty was announced with Idris Elba as one of the main stars of it coming in 2023. Yeah. Rob will play this. And Keanu's back too. And they got, got Idris. Crazy. Crazy. They're, 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 they're just pooping out money over there at CD Projekt Red. Yeah. Looks cool. Looks cool. I, I gotta play the original game. I gotta freaking do it. You you playing it, Row, is inspired. You will me. never beat that game. Oh, I guarantee you, I will. It, it may be <laughs> you a year long, from now. <laughs> fucking RPG, like a hundred hour RPG. Yeah, I can cut it down a little bit. Cut it down. You can cut it down. You can just mainline it. I think. Yeah. I don't know how yeah, much shorter like, it'll be. Yeah. 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 But it's. Uh, I would say do the side the side stuff too, though. It's 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 part of the experience. Sure. I gotta finish God of War, and then you know. We'll see where I'm Another at. RPG. Yeah. <laughs> Another uh, action RPG. RPG. Action adventure RPG, I guess. True. And the big surprise, Christian about cried once more from software announced Armored Core 6 Fires of Rubicon. The rumors were true. Due out in 2023. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> if there's one thing from software can do, it's put out fucking banger trailers and do like these kinds of, uh, of videos where like let's just set the vibe um get like a tonal uh feeling for it and this is like doomer sci-fi and i was all fucking for it and then immediately there's a steam page that went up there was news that miyazaki started production as the director of this game and then passed it down to uh sekiro director yamatura 
uh, kinds of all kinds of back and forth on, on some leaker information. But it turns out, you know, Miyazaki came out and was like, uh, no, this isn't as um, we're not shifting the Armored Core series to be souls like we want it to be very much a you know armored core uh legacy game so we'll still be fast paced mission focused mech building which you know if you're not if you're not a fan of souls um maybe this is for you and if you are more interested in the souls uh then you know you might be a little bit disappointed you might be maybe even skipping it uh be warned, though, Armored Core is a very difficult series. Uh, it is probably harder than Souls games. Man, you just built me up that whole time <laughs> just to shoot me down right at the end. But Let's man, see. I cannot wait to try. Because, fuck, I watched that trailer in 4K, that re-upload, uh, and I got chills. Granted, I was on a gummy, um, but like when that logo pops, the From Software logo pops, I'm just like, dude, come on. Probably one of my favorite studios. Fires of Rubicon is the subtitle, right? Yes. Yes. That's badass. And and then I watched Vati videos video on this, and like, there's already like kinds of we're like extracting some kind of presumed lore about it. Uh, there's like in the in the Steam page own description, they were talking about something they refer to as Melange, which is an ode to Dune, and in Dune, the Melange is what powers kind of the the this sci sci-fi world. But it's also kind of like the vehicle for mass destruction. And Fires of Rubicon is the exact same, where you're exploring a post-apocalyptic solar system and planet based off this melange that triggered some kind of extinction event. Uh, dude, I'm like already like sold on like the lore of this game. And the game isn't even out yet. We got one reveal trailer. Will, will this be the first from soft game that I play since Dark Souls? You I would recommend you do not buy buy or play this. Probably, <laughs> okay. you would return it so fast. I'd probably snap it in half if it was a physical disc. Yeah. All right. The final world premiere, guys, was a new trailer for Final Fantasy 16 dubbed Revenge. It confirmed a June twenty second, twenty twenty three release date for the hotly anticipated RPG. Yo. I'm excited. This looks Ooh, good. The combat looks so cool. Oh my god! And it's the first rated uh, M rating for Final Fantasy, which is oh kind of yeah. cool too. Well, they they were heavily inspired by Game of Thrones as well when they were like writing this game. So neato. They want to take a more mature approach. Yeah, I can't wait to play this game, dude. I can't wait to skip it, just like all the other hundred Final Fantasy games. No, I'm just kidding. They yeah, killed a chocobo. You like Game of Thrones, Dan? I do. That's correct. Yeah, it does look cool, though. The trailer looks cool, so I may... We'll see. I tried Final Fantasy XV, and I just couldn't get into it. I I don't know. It was supposed to be There's more mainstream. Not many people like that one. Really? Oh. Yeah. Okay. And this has the writers of Final Fantasy XIV, the, the most critically acclaimed one, I would argue. Up okay. there with probably seven. See? I'd dive in. There's some breaking news. But it's not video game related. But I saw, I saw. I think I you know saw it too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Do you want to know? We could just mention it and move on. Go for it. Sure. Henry Cavill coming out and saying he is no longer returning as Superman. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me he is coming back. Darn nope. it. No, he's gone. Bye. Anyway, 
Anyways, hop up and away. One last thing from the Game Awards, which I thought uh, kind of got glossed over because of all the chaos happening uh, at the end of the show, but Jeff did announce that to celebrate 10 years of the Game Awards, we are proudly partnering with LA Phil, which I don't know what Phil, Philadelphia? The Philharmonic? Philharmonic, yes, you're right. Uh, for the Game Awards 10-year celebration, which is a special one-night-only concert of video game music. It's happening Sunday, June 25th, 2023 at the Hollywood Bowl. Very cool. Uh, to kind of appreciate the video game music in a, uh, you know, one big show. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. So, Anything else from the Game Awards before we close out the show, guys? Yeah, um, my take is that it's still not a good, quote unquote, good award show and that I... I I want something different out of uh, shows that are, you know, targeted toward. I mean, Gage has an argument that it's it's not targeted as an award show. It's like meant to be a, a celebration of games, which he's one thousand percent right. But still, my counter argument is, well, it's called the Video Game Award Show, mm. um, or sorry, the Game Awards, TGAs. Um, so, like, should there be more of a focus? Yes. Uh, but I think there was a little bit of a turnaround this time around than what we got last year when we went. Uh, it's still not perfect. There's still work to be done, but you can tell, obviously, that Jeff Keighley cares a lot about uh, celebrating games and, and like just the way he talks about them before even some announcements oh. are, are made. Like You can tell. He, um, he was having such ahead. a like shaky voice during uh, before the uh, big ones like the FromSoft yeah. and Ken. Yeah, there was Ken yeah, Levine. Yeah, yeah it got me cool. nervous before. Before um, my ultimate take here is that like again, I still wish there was more emphasis on the awards and the people behind the games and less on the actual uh, reveals and kind of announcement. But it, it was still uh, it's been improving ever since the start of the TGAs, I think. So which, all in all, that's, that's got to be good news. Absolutely. Bro. Yeah. No, I, th I think Christian said it, said it perfectly. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. You're perfect. You're perfect. Well? The audience. Thank you yes. to everyone joining Wait, us no, live. No, 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 oh, no, 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 What happened? What did, what did I miss? Which means we now have to cover our predictions, our reveal predictions that we did last week. Oh. Uh, and see I uh, forgot. what we predicted, who, yeah, and who was right, who was wrong. Uh, and so what I'll do is I'll go one, everyone Don't, will. Do you have to hard uh, out, Christian? Uh, I've got a couple minutes. It's fine. Okay. Okay. So we'll do one from Dan, one from Ro, one from me, and one from Gage, and then we'll go again. Uh, starting with Dan's first prediction. Dan said, we will get a Spider-Man 2 trailer with a launch window. Mm. Spider-Man 2 was nowhere to be found. Damn Although it. the next day they were start teasing some stuff, uh, you know, but still nothing. Zero points. Ro, you said we would get a Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer. Nowhere near the building. Zero <laughs> points. I said we would get a Hel another Hellblade 2 trailer with release date. Nothing from Xbox was shown. Zero points. State of Decay 3 gameplay, says Gage. No chance. And yet again, Dan is like, no chance. This, is, this won't be here. <laughs> Zero points. Daniel coming in hot with number two saying, Kojima Productions has a game trailer for Xbox partnership. No. Okay. That is zero points. <laughs> Rose says we get another trailer for Wonder Woman. I think that would have been really cool if that was here. Uh, alas, it was not. 
Zero points. Uh, I said, this is a tricky one. I said we would get Elden Ring DLC with release date as well as an Armored Core teaser. Technically, we got DLC, but that was not part of the Game Awards, so I I'm, I'm, will nix that. But we did get the Armored Core teaser, so I'm at 0.5. Sound good? Yeah. Okay. And then Gage coming in with a, a teaser for Grand Theft Auto 6, which no way. we did not get either. Uh, Dan, your final prediction was that we get the Halo Project Tatanka from Certain Affinity. Um, sorry to report that that did not indeed happen. So you are rounding out the show with zero points for your reveal predictions, even though you did take the crown earlier for the awards predictions. Bro, your final one is that we get Playdead's new game teased and that it is sci-fi. <laughs> I would have loved that. I would have cr- absolutely creamed. And, but uh, in fact, uh, my, my pants remain dry. That did not happen. Zero points. Well, I don't know if your pants are dry, but not because of That's that game. <laughs> <laughs> My final prediction, Hail, Hail Mary, Silk Song is here. Silk Song was not there. <laughs> we continue to wait. Point 0.5 points for me. That's it. We only got point five. <laughs> Gage's final prediction is that we have a uh, update for PC for The Last of Us One and Two. Oh, we didn't get anything for for part two, but we did for part one. That is point five. So in first place, Gage and I with point five points, <laughs> and tied for uh, I guess third is how that works. Daniel and Roe. Heck yeah. We're t- we're not Let's we're go. both not last, bro. <laughs> <laughs> just barely, just barely. Barely. Cool. And now, thank you, Christian. And thank you to everyone watching us live on YouTube and Twitch, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you, Ro. Thank you, Christian. Thank you, Gage, who is not here. I am Daniel, and this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love, and keep on gaming. See ya. Play more more indies.